Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. And we're delighted to bring you short portions of this spoken ministry on today's broadcast. Now, let's join today's life study. The Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that he and the other apostles had received a ministry of reconciliation. To reconcile one person to another is to restore the offending party to the offended party. Of course, in our case, we all had offended God. And the moment that we believed into Christ, receiving his finished work on the cross for us, we were brought nigh to him and experienced the first step or first level of reconciliation. But actually, 2 Corinthians reveals that there is a further step, a second level or degree of reconciliation and that only someone fully in God can have such a ministry to reconcile others fully into God. This is the ministry of reconciliation that Paul was commissioned with. Francis Ball has joined us today as we look at a marvelous portion in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Good to have you, Brother Francis, as always. Oh, it's always good to be here, Chris, and I'm really looking forward to this marvelous Second reconciliation. I think that in itself is going to be a fresh thought to many people. Most believers uh, are familiar at least, uh, you know, at an initial level with what reconciliation means. You have two people who are at odds and uh, to be reconciled, and sometimes that takes a third party, somewhat uh, intervenes and is able to restore the good feeling and the harmony and the sweet feeling between two parties. Mm -hmm. And on one degree, we all receive that, don't we, the moment we receive Christ? Yes, there is that degree of reconciliation that we, even in Romans, Paul talks about it, having been reconciled to God. We are now being saved in his life. Right. Give us just a hint. I'm going to read a couple of verses here in 2 Corinthians 5, but give us just a hint on what is involved, Francis, in this uh, additional level or second level or step of reconciliation? Well, I think, uh, Chris, the main thing here is that uh, there is first the reconciliation that we need with God because of our sins. So Christ bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That is, he was crucified for us, and he bore our sins away and reconciled us to God. And uh, this reconciliation brings us near to God. I would say we're not into God in a full sense, but we're brought near to God. We're able to have fellowship with God. Our sins have been dealt with. We're reconciled to God by Mm -hmm. virtue of the fact that there's no barrier between us now that we call sins that keeps us from his presence. Francis, uh, we're going to see today, well, let me go ahead and read these verses. I think it'll help a bit. Again, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 through 20, So then if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, they have become new. But all things are out from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ. That's past tense there. And has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God in Christ was reconciling the world to himself, not accounting their offenses to them and has put in us the word of reconciliation. On behalf of Christ, then, we are ambassadors. As God entreats you through us, 
we beseech you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And this is the verse that really shows us, Francis, there must be another level, another degree of reconciliation. Paul puts the first uh, step in the past tense. We were reconciled to him through Christ. But then he says to the church in Corinth, all believers, at least that's what we uh, surely have to assume, he tells these believers who have already experienced reconciliation in this step, be reconciled to God. And that's what we want to look at today. What is this second level, second step? A type that we're going to see uh, referred to is an Old Testament type, but one that Paul brings back in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, and that is the type of the tabernacle. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first in which the lampstand and the table and the loaves were set forth, which is called the holy place. And after the second veil, a tabernacle which is called the Holy of Holies. Francis, without going into much detail, this tells us there was a second veil. So by implication, we know, don't we, that there was a first veil or curtain. This first veil that we've referred to is the veil that uh, was opened to us by the death of Christ when we received Christ as our Savior. And this is typified by the veil that was in the front of the tabernacle, opening the way so we could be in the holy place where we could enjoy God and uh, as our food and as a light, uh, the lampstand that's there, and also be able to pray at the incense altar. So this is the first entrance, and this is where the believers in Corinth were. But they were just wandering here, not too clear about what all they had. So there is, we feel now, there certainly is a second veil that we'll find out about in this message. Good. Let's join Witness Lee as we pick up Second Corinthians and Paul completing now his qualifications for the ministry of the New Covenant. The record of the qualifications of the ministers of the New Covenant is fully completed. Then Paul tells us his longing. And then, under that kind of longing, there was an ambition. The ambition to please the Lord. Not to do anything, not to be anything, just to live to the Lord. Such persons spontaneously will have a ministry to bring people back fully to the Lord. This is the ministry of reconciliation. And this ministry, according to the context here, has surely become a kind of commission. They were commissioned by the Lord to bring people fully back to the Lord. This is the top reconciliation. Have you ever realized in the New Testament especially, reconciliation has two steps, typified by the two veils in the tabernacle. This is the tabernacle, and in front of the tabernacle, you have the first veil. We called the first veil a screen. And you know what is the use of a screen, right? Screen is a curtain that keeps away all the 
negative things. Okay, outside of the tabernacle, we have the outer court. And according to the typology, the outer court uh, typifies the world. When someone repented and would return to God, and they have to come to the altar here, right? That signifies the cross, where Christ died for our redemption. Then you have a labor there to wash away all the dirt. Then such a person, repentant, redeemed, and washed, and this person enters into the holy place. I tell you, to enter into the holy place is to be reconciled to God. So, the first veil signifies the first step of a sinner to be brought back to God. That is to be reconciled to God. Francis, it's helpful to, I think, see this picture. Of course, if you listen closely, you could hear him uh, drawing on the chalkboard. And on radio, we uh, we have to use the chalkboard that's pre-installed into the uh, imagination of our listeners here. Yeah, right. But this first veil typifies the first uh, reconciliation, as we were talking earlier. Let's pick this type back up, because this was really the entrance into the tabernacle itself. And immediately through this veil, we find two important items involved in our reconciliation, the labor and the altar. This uh, first entrance is through the veil because our sins have been dealt with. We are brought in to worship God, to be in his presence, to enjoy him. Mm -hmm. And even in this holy place, you do have the showbread table, which indicates that Christ now is our food, and the lampstand, which indicates we're in the light. The light is shining brightly, and we are able to pray and worship God. So this is the first veil we've been through now. But this is not the main thing we're talking about today. This is leading up to really what the reconciliation in the second stage will be shown to us. When we look at the tabernacle, the uh, these first two items, the laver and the altar, as you said before, uh, really point us to Christ's accomplished objective work on the cross that has removed this barrier of our sin, that this barrier that keeps us from God's uh, initial presence. So we really see a, a kind of an ushering into the holy place, this uh, chamber where the lampstand was, where the showbread was, and where the incense altar, all rich experiences of Christ, but still uh, not the full uh, experience of Christ, the experience of God that we're uh, really as believers should be headed for, is it? That's right, because that's a glorious thing to know our, our salvation in that extent, that we're reconciled to God, free from the guilt of sin and condemnation, and can be really in his presence but not in himself in a full sense. So there's an inner, inner chamber in the tabernacle called the Holy of Holies. Uh, and that was where God himself dwelt among the children of Israel. And that is exactly where the Apostle Paul is pointing us, at least experientially, in Hebrews chapter 10, when he says, verse 19, having therefore brothers boldness for entering the Holy of Holies in the blood of Jesus which entrance he initiated for us as a new and living way through the veil, that is, his flesh. 
having a great priest over the house of God, let us come forward to the Holy of Holies with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. We really see the minister of reconciliation at work here, don't we? we really do. And we need to see that there's more to this than just uh, one portion of Scripture. We have to see both these books, 2 Corinthians and Hebrews, and even the Gospel of John. We need all of this to open up the full story to us. And, of course, they're all pointing back to the Old Testament type, as you said, in Exodus and Leviticus. It's a marvelous picture portrayed in the whole uh, of God's revelation. It is wonderful to have the full revelation of God's intent and purpose. That's where we're going with our second section today. Let's go back to Witness Lee. There's two epistles written by the Apostle Paul. With what purpose? With the purpose to bring them, the Corinthian believers, into the Holy of Holies. The wilderness is likened to the holy place. The good land is likened to the holy of holies. And all the uh, children of Israel, they were wandering in the mind. The Corinthian believers were exactly like that. They were wandering in the holy place of their soul. Paul wrote two letters trying to bring them into their spirit. And that is the Holy of Holies. So you see, the Corinthians were reconciled to God through the first step. But they were not fully reconciled to God. Now, these ministers of the New Covenant, like the Apostle Paul, they were persons so constituted with the process triumph God. No doubt, they were in the Holy of Holies. And they were in the Spirit. They are spontaneously persons that can bring people slowly back to God. So, at the end of chapter 5, he told us they are persons to reconcile not only the sinners back to God, but also the believers. This is the full reconciliation, not the reconciliation of one step, but the reconciliation of two steps, because they have been thoroughly, fully, wholly, entirely brought back to God. So God gave them this ministry to reconcile people to God. Francis, I think that it's important here to see something not only about uh, the goal to be fully reconciled, but the ministers who had been commissioned with this ministry of reconciliation to be such persons. They themselves had to be in this ultimate destination. In other words, If they weren't in the Holy of Holies themselves, they would have a difficult time reconciling anyone else uh, to that extent, wouldn't they? I think that's a true principle throughout regarding bringing people into reconciliation with God. If you haven't been reconciled to God in the first stage, then you can't bring others to that. And certainly if you haven't been reconciled to a deeper uh, stage that we're talking about now, certainly – You can't bring others into that stage. So these men, like Paul and the other apostles, 
were those who were so constituted with God's very person that they were living in the Holy of Holies, and they know how they are commissioned, actually, to reconcile these believers who have been brought to the first stage, now to be brought on to the second stage of reconciliation. So that gives a real meaning to that verse, to the believers, be reconciled to God. Yeah. Some may say, well, I'm reconciled already. That may be true, but that's just halfway. There's another step that we're talking about today. Yeah, he's going to use that, I think, almost that exact language in this third section today. You may think you're reconciled, but that's only halfway. So we really see here, on the one hand, if, we are, if we're saved, in a sense, we have been uh, saved from our sinful condition, our condition of separation from God. We can expect that through us, uh, God could, help, could reconcile others that mm-hmm. far. All right. But to be ones that are uh, able to fully usher God's people into his presence means we ourselves have to be in that condition, That's in right. that location, uh, and in that aspect of our daily living, which we have certainly seen in these previous chapters, haven't we, about Paul and the others? Yeah, we're just going to mention that what we've covered already in these other programs show that these, the Apostle Paul with the others have been through that, that stage, and they now are really in God's presence. Let's go back and pick up a verse we started with today, a phrase we haven't yet talked about that's in this same context, one that I think we've all heard, and now I think it will have uh, more impact and more significance. Back to verse 20, which we read at the beginning of the program. On behalf of Christ, then, we are ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And as God entreats you through us, we beseech you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Are you an ambassador, Francis? Yes, that's my desire. <laughs> that's my desire to be such an ambassador, to bring people to be reconciled to God fully. Well, let's join Witness Lee once again. At least we'll uh, both get to hear one that we can say was an ambassador. Verse 20. On behalf of Christ, then, we are ambassadors. As God entreating you through us, we beseech you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. You Corinthians, you dear believers in Christ, be reconciled to God. You may say, Paul, I have been reconciled to God already. Paul would say, halfway, the first half, but not 100%. You have been reconciled to God from the outer crowd to the holy place. But you have to realize, strictly speaking, God is not in the holy place. Where is God? God is in the holy of holies. You have been reconciled to God only through one veil. There's another veil you haven't got through. There is a separating veil. And what is that veil? You, yourself, your flesh, your natural life. In the first epistle, I told you already, you are still fleshy. Are you not in the flesh? Paul asked it. As long as you are in the flesh, where are you? Not in our heart, but you are surely in the holy place, not in the holy of holies, because the veil of the flesh, the veil of the natural life, still remains with you. And this is my burden, Corinthians. You must deny your flesh. You must crucify your flesh. 
So I say now to you who have been reconciled to God halfway, be reconciled to God. I do believe many of you need this word. Be reconciled to God. Francis, coming back to uh, our type now of the tabernacle and the two veils that are present. Of course, this first veil signifies that separation that is the result of our sinfulness, the sins and trespasses that have offended God. But in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, we're given a very clear indication of what is represented by the second veil, what the second separation is. Uh, Because the Lord Jesus, it says, he initiated for us a new and living way through the veil, that is, his flesh. Uh, So in dealing with that veil through his flesh, he's also pointed us the way, hasn't he, for uh, getting through this second veil? Yes, that's the marvel of this whole message, that there is a way in, and there there is a hindrance there. There is a veil. And that veil is the flesh, but the flesh has to be dealt with, crucified, in order for us to go into the very presence of God in the Holy of Holies. So our focus, or God's focus, is probably more accurate in bringing all of us, the believers that are just like these Corinthian ones, and we hear the Apostle Paul, we hear those whom the Lord has sent and has raised up and has brought in, all saying the same thing, that's good that you're partway reconciled. Now, be reconciled. Yeah, right. Be fully reconciled. We still have a, a problem, don't we, in our natural life, in our in our self, uh, or in this thing that the Bible calls the flesh that keeps us practically from experiencing God to the utmost, to the full. That's right. There is a way to experience God to the full and to live in the Holy of Holies, but the flesh has to be dealt with as the veil that separates us from the Holy of Holies. Francis, we um, uh, divided this message into two parts. I think those who have received or will receive the printed Life Study messages will notice that our message today and the one that we will cover tomorrow, uh, our final program this week, are both taken from the same message. Uh, We come to the matter tomorrow that in Christ we have been made the righteousness of God. These are covered in the one message in print, but we felt like there was... uh, enough here, particularly getting through this uh, this type and reminding our listeners of the Old Testament type of the tabernacle and how it very clearly depicts uh, these aspects of our experience of Christ, that it was worth it to have a separate program today. So I would think that the printed life study message would be a great resource as these are deep things that we're touching, aren't they? I would think that's the best thing for anyone listening to this to do is to get these uh, printed messages. You'll get what we may miss here. You can get it in that printed form. If you'd like to find out about receiving the printed Life Study volumes, there are two volumes for 2 Corinthians. Just call us toll-free. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can write to us at Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Our email address is radio at lsm.org radio at lsm.org for the email address. And something I haven't mentioned for quite some time actually is our website. We have a revamped website. We invite you to check that out. You can access that website by www.lifestudy.com. We have all of our past programs uh, now in excess of 1,300 are available there for you to listen to at uh, your leisure, at your convenience, on your computer at home. 
Uh, or if you'd like to find out about the printed material there, there's also a link that will take you to that part of the Life Study page. So again, that's www.lifestudy.com. And we'll return, as I said, tomorrow as uh, we finish up this message talking about being, becoming the righteousness of God. And for Francis Paul and Chris Wilde, thank you very much for listening today. Testament is a marvelous and clear revelation of God's purpose and plan. In 1984, Witness Lee spoke a series of 51 messages based on God's New Testament economy, which is his plan to dispense himself into his chosen, redeemed, and regenerated people as their life and everything to produce the body of Christ, which is his corporate expression as golden lampstands in this age and ultimately as the New Jerusalem for eternity. These messages have been printed in the book God's New Testament Economy. God's New Testament Economy by Witness Lee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere.